0: Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Max Verstappen's cousin, Craig Honer, or Gary honer I forget what my name was from those mysterious flowers I got last week. Yeah, it was Gary. But we are going to talk Formula One. We are going to talk about how I forgot to get a trivia question from anybody, and I am fresh out. So instead of doing trivia, let's give a shout-out to... My buddy from college, Ryan, who clearly is going to win our grid rival league after this weekend and is second in the world out of, like, 14,000 people with a pretty good chance. Very close. He could easily win this week. He could win everything. I don't know if there's a prize for that. Like, last year, I don't know if there's prizes for this. But, like I I said last week, I think, and like I told Ryan, I said I will... At least Venmo him for a beer if I don't get to see him next week when I'm in Philly. So that's pretty cool. I have somebody you know that high up in the world. It's definitely not me. My my lineup did not do particularly well last week, but Frenchy, we got to talk. Your predictions did. Done. I'm amazing. <laughs> you can tell I'm starting to feel better. Uh, where do we start with Brazil?
1: Oh, I've got it. Like I actually had to write notes down because yeah. so much happened that I did it by chronological order of okay. laps for the stuff that I think we need to discuss. It. Okay, so obviously we saw Kevin Magnuson take the pole position which was really cool. I don't remember if we talked about that or if we, yeah, we no. couldn't have talked about that because yeah. we recorded before that. Um, so that was awesome for Haas. Cool for Kevin Magnuson. Obviously, the conditions helped him get that pole, but, I mean, he was quick. So, I think it made Mick look even worse, unfortunately.
0: Man, that's so depressing. It's such a bummer. I mean, it's no secret I've been rooting for him as a Michael Schumacher fan, and he just just doesn't have it. I don't know if it's him or the car or the team. I think there's been some cases this year where the team has clearly – prioritized kevin over mick but yes i just ate a piece of a cupcake while i sit here talking recording i didn't know i don't know if you noticed that but i did but no one else would have you didn't say anything anyway continue
1: on (laughs) okay so obviously he got the poll and then i wanted to also just mention because i thought it was important that Ferrari had Leclerc on intermediate tires for way longer than he needed to be in qualifying when it was clearly faster to be on softs, like full dry tires.
0: And that was just really confusing. It's But no, not a surprise. It's infuriating. The level of incompetence this team shows on a week-by-week basis is just mind-numbing.
1: Yeah, I and we'll get to, I think, maybe some of the implications of that later on when I get to the more general news, but I think we'll just focus yeah. on Brazil for now. So we get to lap one of the race, and I don't know what Daniel Ricciardo was doing, but he wrecks Kevin Magnuson, basically, and takes them both out of the race on lap one, turn eight. Any thoughts Stupid. about that or yeah, I, yeah. it, was, that? it okay. was
0: Yeah. Let's just let's just leave it at that. So really unfortunate for
1: Magnuson, who I think could have had a decent race and gotten some points for Haas, but oh well. Next up we saw on I guess it was lap seven. We saw Max and Lewis collide in a very similar fashion t- to The way that they have in many previous incidents, neither of them seems to be willing to learn from that mistake and give an inch of room. And that was coming out of the the Senate S's. And so we'll get into that a little bit more about who ended up with the penalty there and why and what we think about that. But just to kind of cover the cadence of the race. Also on lap seven, just a couple of corners later, we saw the other McLaren of Lando Norris take out Charles Leclerc, and Leclerc went into the barrier pretty hard, but was somehow able to continue on. Yeah, that's surprising. And then two laps later, lap nine, uh, Lance Stroll ran Sebastian Vettel into the grass. And I just want to read a comment on this one because I think this will pretty much cover what our reactions were going to be. Jacques Villeneuve in his column somewhere, uh, I think it's in French. So yeah, I, I I don't read that, but what's been translated for us. (laughs) Um, So he said, What I'm excited about is Lance Stroll and the penalty system of the FIA. And I don't know if that's sarcasm or not. Um, Max Verstappen was given a five-second penalty while he was not given any space by Lewis. It was aggressive from both sides, a racing incident in my view. But Lance Stroll received a 10-second penalty for a life-threatening maneuver. The way he swings and blocks, that shouldn't be allowed. That's not racing. He did it in Austin. And in Mexico, he was aggressive with Gasly and now this. The FIA doesn't punish this hard enough, not even in the Junior Series, and so it keeps happening. Sebastian Vettel, his teammate and the victim of the incident, is a true gentleman, but I don't think Fernando Alonso will be so calm next year. Uh, What what can I possibly add on to that that he didn't already say? Exactly. That's why I figured it's better to just read what Jacques said, because he nailed it. (laughs) Lance was driving like an asshole, and... To do it to your teammate is especially bad. I mean, the guy's on his way out of F1. But I I definitely think he's right that there's going to be some fireworks between Stroll and Alonso next year. uh, Because (laughs) Alonso does not keep his feelings or his displeasure with his teammate. Especially right now with Ocon, a secret.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing to add.
1: All right, so... Then we went a while in the race without any, you know, incidents or a lot of crazy action. But on lap 53 of 71, um, I guess Lander Norris retired at some point uh, due to an electrical failure. And he said he had food poisoning anyway and was starting to really lose it physically. So um, that he it was kind of lucky that he ended his race there. But we saw a weird situation where Yuki Tsunoda was allowed to, like, partially unlap himself, but yeah. not fully. And the FIA has clarified why that happened, and it makes no sense. Shocking. So here's, here's what they said. Car 22, who's obviously Yuki, was the first to cross um, following the deployment of the safety car. So, like, some kind of a, a yeah. signal or what, what is it called? Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. sensor. He was first across that. And then on the following lap, he became the first car to cross that line for a second time, which would normally trigger the systems to indicate he's eligible to unlap. However, then he entered the pit lane and was able to go faster than the train of cars behind the safety car. So, he, tech- he like, unlapped himself for a second because he passed the finish line before everybody else got there under safety car. And so then it just confused them, I guess, and their sophisticated, I don't know, computer system. And instead of letting him basically unlap himself again, the argument is that, okay, well, he unlapped himself once in the pit lane, and so that takes care of that, and he's not allowed to do it again.
0: Oh, my God. Just This is my biggest frustration this year, and I like I am almost sick and tired of it. The FIA, again, it's just making up rules as they go. And it's like, well, you know, we pay, like, $64 billion for this expensive software. But, like, we don't really know how to use it. Like, last week, our, our IT guy was playing Pokemon Go and <laughs> forgot how to work it in Brazil. <laughs> he got distracted by Pikachu. So, you know, it's just embarrassing that stuff like this happens. And it's, it's... I mean, like, yes, this race was actually pretty good, but all in all, I can't wait for this year to be over with F1 because the FIA is just pathetic. It just gets worse and worse and worse and worse, and I'm going to stop rambling because we have a lot to get to. We do.
1: So just a few laps later on lap 66, we saw um, the Red Bull teammates swap positions because Checo was on mediums and I guess was basically unable to catch, I think it was Alonzo in front of him and LeClaire, and they wanted to see if Max, who was on softs at that point, would be able to go. I think he was on softs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty sure he was. And so he was supposed to be able to go take some points off LeClaire. And then when he was unable to pass them, the team started to order him to let Checo back because obviously Checo had given up that position to Max for a reason. And then when that reason had not come to fruition, it was only fair technically to, you know, give Checo back the result that he had worked for. Um, but Max didn't feel like doing that. And his statement, I'm going to read it now. Everyone probably was watching, but What he said was pretty, I mean, he just ignored a bunch of commands from the team to let him through. And then eventually he goes, I told you already last time, you guys don't ask that to me again. Okay. Are we clear about that? I gave my reasons and I stand by it. All right. Number one, this was for what? Sixth place? Middle
0: of the top 10. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that didn't matter for Max Verstappen in his title. He's, I mean, he clinched it already. He doesn't need these points. He wasn't going to win either. So I don't understand why it was a big deal for him to let his teammate through. Um, There wasn't even, you know, the chance of a podium. Uh, The reason that everyone's speculating is that Max apparently, and we have not had confirmation of this, thinks that Checo crashed on purpose at turn eight, the portier in Monaco Uh, qualifying back in I guess that was May so that he could essentially solidify his uh, qualifying position and Max then qualified behind him and obviously Ferrari bungled their strategy completely at that race and it allowed Perez who had qualified third to win Um, but I guess apparently that Verstappen's people have said that Checo has actually admitted guilt to the team management Uh, that he did it on purpose and i've seen the onboards he gets on the gas at a weird point um and i maybe we can tweet those out or something uh if you haven't seen them just maybe message us what do you what do you think about this whole situation there's a lot of weird stuff that happened even max's mom got involved and like reignited those allegations that
0: checo had cheated on his wife really after the right, ra- yeah, I can. I didn't show uh, you, you that. Have I, obviously, it's it's not been a good week, so I <laughs> don't really mom, remember
1: what did she say. But,
0: yeah, she deleted it, but it was.
1: I think it was on. I'm sure, sure there's screenshots sure. somewhere, but but obviously Checo was really upset. He said it shows who you know he really is. I have nothing to say after all I've done for him. It's disappointing. Um, yeah, this was on Instagram. So that she she did this, and then in the evening, cheating on his wife. Uh, oh my God, yeah. There's a screenshot in this uh, story that I'm looking at, but I don't know. They were both mad at each other. Who was in the right here? Uh, do you, is there someone in the right here? No. What do you think? <laughs> it's.
0: I don't think there's anybody you know, right or, in this case. It's. I, I don't know. I. I don't think. Listen, Checo saying like, "Oh, he'd be a two-time world champion. He wouldn't be a two-time world championship with a champion without me." Maybe a little overblown. Max is still in a Red Bull car, and he might be an ass, but he's still very good. But I, I haven't. I know there's data out there for Monaco, like car data. I didn't really look at it, but the summation I saw was no, he did not spin on purpose. So. I feel like this is just a case where everybody looks like an idiot. You're just enhancing the reputation that Red Bull has gotten over the last couple of years, and meanwhile, Christian Horner's joining the FIA and playing Pokemon Go and not saying anything. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that.
1: Uh, do you think? Do you think that it would? I mean, what? Other than Max basically trying to exert control and power and show that he's really the person that can get away with anything at Red Bull, is there any other reason than his ego, essentially, and maybe this fake vendetta he has against Perez for him refusing to give up one place to his teammate and just cooperate? Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's pretty pathetic, I would say, behavior that's almost akin to throwing a tantrum. Yep. And, I mean, can you imagine how easy, like, we wouldn't be talking about this. There wouldn't have been this issue at all had he just let his teammate back by for sixth place.
0: That would be accurate, yes. Yes, sir.
1: I think Perez would be happy with that. Like, he's, he wasn't asking for that much.
0: Yeah, it's just... Like, I get you're mad at your teammate. Like, that's fine. And you're allowed to be like, ugh, you know, I'm frustrated. I need to go talk to him. But this, like, high school level back and forth. Like, nope, nope. Ch- Mrs. Verstappen. Checo, he cheated on his wife earlier this year. And Checo being like, Max is a blubbering fool and sucks without me. Like, it's just all around just ugly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it. it kind of even overshadows the I would say the ridiculous animosity that it seems uh, like Hamilton and Verstappen have towards each other, which I also just don't get, because they both seem to drive each other differently than they do anyone else in the field, and it doesn't work out for either of them. Agreed. So I don't really understand if there's just like beef there from last season And it's never going to go away and they're just going to continually, when they're on track near each other, going to basically wreck each other out of the race or one of them is going to have their race ruined by contact. It makes no sense. You would think, I mean, based on what we've seen, and I'm not saying that I prefer one or the other or that either of them is more or less to blame in this, but that Lewis would be the one to think about it more and say, you know what, I'll back out because that gives me a better chance of finishing the race without damage
0: yep yep you would think so
1: yeah okay well i th- feel like there's a lot more we could say but i don't
0: know if we need to. no i don't think we need to i th- i think we're just gonna you know beat the point home to the point where nobody wants to listen to it anymore
1: i think max has lost uh, a lot of fans and obviously people who already hated him who were probably fans of Lewis or, you know, other drivers use this as an opportunity to say that, you know, not only did he crash into Lewis and uh, do that on purpose, which I don't think it was on purpose, um, that he is also, you know, a terrible person for not even respecting his teammate enough to give back one position and listen to his team. So (laughs) it's not a good look. Um, We knew he was a brat. But this just kind of reemphasizes the fact that he is a brat, and I guess I would say that, I mean, Checo doesn't really look that good either, like you said. He kind of came off like a yeah. spoiled brat too. Yeah. So I think that's a good way of putting it. They, all around. So, let's get back to that incident with Lewis and Max on lap 7. Would you have given a penalty there? It sounds like from pretty much everyone that I've seen has given their take on it that is relatively knowledgeable about racing that they viewed it as a racing incident and would not have given either party no, a penalty. I don't think so. I mean, I agree. Like, I don't think I would have given a penalty. Yeah, me neither. I, I feel like either one of them could have backed off and it would have avoided yeah. the incident. But I also don't think it was intentional by either party. They just neither one of them, you know, backed yeah. down. So it was contact. It didn't really destroy either of their races. I mean, it didn't go well for either of them. I guess Lewis still finished second, but it didn't help them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the penalty was kind of unnecessary. is then you apportion blame when really it's hard yeah. to do that. And th- their reasoning for Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast
0: that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week. As we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether
1: you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights,
0: Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen
1: Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pickpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.
2: Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age... I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.
1: That Cooper shaking around over <laughs> here trying to get my attention.
0: Yeah, the... I'll step in while, while, while Cooper is entertaining you. I don't think it should be a penalty, and all the BS I saw on social media afterwards yet again is just – you're just showing your hate one way or the other. If you blame Max, you blame Lewis, whoever you blame, just stop. It was, it was, was. No, nobody was trying to wreck each other out on purpose. They're, neither of them are going to do that. As much as they might drive each other dirty or drive each other tough, they're not going to try to crash each other on purpose.
1: Exactly, and I think we talked about that, that both of them are way too competitive, that why ruin your own race by using your car as a weapon and crashing someone else out? You're not going to do that. Because they both want to win, and that's they want to win beyond everything else. So that that whole idea of you know Max did this on purpose, Lewis did this on purpose, whatever you're going to say, it's is all a load of yeah. What? Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess let's get into the general news, unless there's anything else from Brazil we need to talk about other than George Russell getting his first Grand Prix victory. Uh,
0: which we knew was, was going to happen drive. at some point. Yeah, yeah it he was died. weird. I mean, I get it. It was a good drive, though. So, like, you know, props to him. But what were our predictions? I want to go through yeah. that since I predicted well.
1: Yes, you did. You predicted George Russell. Uh, and you predicted Esteban Ocon, who finished eighth. So, your average finish was 4.5. I predicted Fernando Alonso, who got a top five, did pretty well. But then I had Vettel, who finished 11th. So... That didn't help me, and my average finish was 8th, so you yeah. win. Like George. Maybe all the George hate will go away now. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll even be intensified after he won you, you could have
0: said that last year, like when Max finally won the championship. Like, oh, maybe Max will get hated less, and it's that didn't change anything.
1: True. All right, so I guess something that I wanted to ask you is... Do you think this means that Ferrari has (laughs) overtaken – or sorry, Mercedes has overtaken Ferrari in their development and is back to being the second fastest car? Because it looks like Ferrari has really – Yeah, 100%.
0: Ferrari is not even close.
1: Okay, yeah. So I don't know if this bodes well for them next season. Mercedes, I mean but maybe it'll be back to a Mercedes-Red Bull battle, just given that they were kind of able to get on top of their car. I will have to see if things continue to go well for them at Abu Dhabi, but what's clear is that they've definitely made some strides from where they were at the beginning of the season, while Ferrari I don't think I mean, they look worse than they did when they had the fastest car at the beginning of the season.
0: I read something that was like, oh, we had to pause some of our upgrades because we ran out of money, sort of thing but I don't know they've they've fallen so far off and some of it is self-inflicted strategy or decision making or a car blowing up thing that you know you can't control but I mean they were they were by far the, for the best team at the st- first three races of the year maybe second best if you if you say Red Bull was slightly better and Mercedes was way behind and now Mercedes is doing laps around them while Ferrari Twiddles with their fingers and plays Pokemon Go.
1: You're really reiterating that. How many Pokemon Go
0: references can I make in one episode while slamming on somebody?
1: I don't know. Apparently, you judge people who play Pokemon no, Go. I've
0: never, I've never played it before. I don't know anything about it. I don't even know what it is, other than that you have to walk around for it. So it's just, it, it just popped into my yeah, mind. And if you like Pokemon Go and you're mad at me, I don't really care.
1: No. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to no. apologize. Okay. Double down on that one. So I guess let's, yeah, let's just get at this general news. Based on that whole Ferrari thing we have seen, and Ferrari denies this, but that your best friend, uh, Mattia Benotto, may be out beginning in January of 2023 and will be replaced by Fred Vasur, the current team principal of Alfa Romeo Sauber. Um, number one. Do you think that that is the solution? Will that fix all their problems? And number two, should we believe these rumors or are they just going to stick with Benotto?
0: I mean, they need a lot of work other than him. Clearly, their their development has fallen off the table this year. Their strategy is bad. I mean, everything is not good there. So you know, it's a lot a lot more than him. But same team, it's, it's the same thing with any sports team. When your team is struggling what do you do you fire the coach you fire the general manager you start you start with the quote-unquote scapegoat now not ever necessarily every team firing coaches scapegoat maybe he's just not you know worn out as a welcome or whatever but in this case you got to start with somebody who's the easiest guy to start with Mattia is he actually gonna get fired do I believe the rumors I don't know I really I legitimately don't know I don't care about Ferrari saying these reports aren't true that means nothing in 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 any sport yeah they, they flat out lie <laughs> do I think it's gonna happen no because I don't have faith that Ferrari is gonna do the right thing
1: that's where I was going I, I figured that. I see them yeah just continuing to stick with him because that's almost the most Ferrari decision is we can't make a decision so we're just gonna leave things as is and continue to watch them instead they'll the just drain. put
0: some white paint on their rear wing next year and be like Throwback to a couple years ago when we were fast. Now we're going to be fast again. Yeah.
1: Talk about a brand just basically living on the coattails of its past success.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Pretty incredible. Okay, so then a last couple things that I wanted to get to. Um, It's interesting that apparently Aston Martin... Given what we said about Lance Stroll and his uh, very overly aggressive defensive driving, um, Mike Crack has said that he's ready to just manage any altercations they're going to have and that there's not going to be a number one driver in
0: 2023. First off, I I still laugh at his name every time. (laughs) But, I mean, that's fair. You're also dealing with Fernando Alonso, so... You have to remember who you're dealing with. And I like Fred. I think as a driver, hey, listen, he burns all his bridges, but he's mega talented. So, yeah, it, it, I don't think it's it, mm, this could end. This could end poorly. his attempt to say there's not a no one driver could end up making things worse in the end. Not now, but maybe, you know, by next summer, if, if you know, Lance drives blindfolded into the side of, of, of Alonzo, then, <laughs> you know, we might have a problem.
1: So here's what I think this means, is that basically Lawrence Stroll, who obviously exerts a ton of power over the team, is unwilling to say that Fernando will be the number one driver, even though he knows that Fernando is going to be the number one driver. He can't say that that his son is going to be the number two guy, even though that's clearly going to happen. And so that's what this is, and that basically Fernando's just going to have to prove that he's the number one driver, and they'll never admit it. Um, But they also don't want to pretend that they're not showing favoritism to Lance, even though they obviously do, because I don't think Lance would still be driving in F1 if his father did not own the team. Like, yes, he's shown flashes here and there, but at this point, no way he'd be gone. Like, look how many times Mick wrecked, and he's gone after far less time. And he's got a famous name, right? And like he had connections to Ferrari. So, you know, you're you're not, I guess, invincible or untouchable in F1 unless uh your daddy is extremely wealthy. And even Latifi has shown that daddy's money can't do everything.
0: Yeah. I I got nothing else to add to that one. You're right. That's a good point.
1: Apparently, Getting to that uh Mick Schumacher, unfortunately, probably leaving F1. Let's hope he goes to IndyCar or something. It would. Yeah. be cool. Haas is set to announce Nico Hulkenberg for 2023. This doesn't excite me at all, and I know it doesn't excite you. He is someone who I believe has shown what he can do in F1. They're not getting basically any untapped potential. Like, they just know exactly what... He's a safe set of hands. But they're not going out there and getting someone who they can win with, I don't think. I mean, I'd put him probably a similar level, maybe a little bit worse talent-wise than Kevin Magnussen. And neither one of those guys is going to be world champion. We can tell that. So they're really not being adventurous with their pick. They're just kind of picking someone who I guess is it's know, not even, it's not even
0: the safe but, pick like if you're going to move on from mick which i still disagree with fine whatever but you're going to pick some 34 year old 35 year old oh god i'm i'm old uh, nico's decently i don't want to say old but he's past 30 right yeah i believe
1: he was born in awesome.
0: 87 I just called myself old without even intending to so he's and, same age as vettel yes yeah thank you yeah yeah but i didn't know if you me to admit that already, i've already hand. dug myself a grave in this episode but you're going for the old guy it, i mean this choice is like a wet fart 1887 it, yes, yes, everyone sorry it, this choice is like a uh, <laughs> <laughs> this choice this choice, this choice so i'm gonna say fart. it for the third time just because it's such a fun phrase this choice is a is a giant wet fart it's not exciting it's is like playing Pokemon Go (laughs) while having a wet fart. It's just it. Like why? You're not Nico Hulkenberg is not. He might score you points, sure, once in a while. He's not getting you a pole position. He's not getting you a podium. He's not getting you over the hump in terms of years of work, etc. He's no. This is stupid. I guess arguably
1: neither was Mick Schumacher. Unfortunately.
0: I, Mikasa had not had a good year He had a couple good moments All in all, this year's been super disappointing for him And I understand if you want to move on Even, even if I don't agree I get their thinking there But there has to be A, a more interesting option Than Mr. Wetfart
1: Exactly And I think they're being very just been Boring Vanilla choice I wish they had gone with some young driver instead of putting somebody who's already been in F1 for who knows how many seasons and had the chance to show what they can do. Cooper trying to make an appearance yeah. on the pod again. Um, but they they really just need to... This is what happens when uh, Cooper's other parent yeah. is not home and is out of town. He He wants my attention constantly. But essentially they're just giving another person who's been in f1 had their chance a seat instead of a young person so that's kind of disappointing to me i wish they would have you know found someone on the f1 ladder system but i guess that proves that it's broken
0: yeah we'll we'll save that for an off-season episode i don't think i ever did it last year so we'll do it this year heck yeah the last piece of news I want to
1: get to before we talk about Abu Dhabi and the finale is that McLaren has revealed
0: this special livery for the finale. Yeah, did. did you see this? I think yeah, it looks really cool. good. I, I I didn't want to like it because the special livery, like the they had one at some point this year and I was pretty disappointed, but it's also hard to compare anything to when they had the Gulf livery last year. So, but this is pretty good. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. it's fair. I can't wait to spend $87 yeah, for I, a hat when they release the merchandise. Well, I will not because it,
1: I mean, it's a vape. Oh, is that sponsor. what? I didn't even look at the sponsors. Is it views?
0: It's
1: it's views is the, like the um, main sponsor on the livery. So I think that kind of ruins it. Like golf is cool. It's just an oil company that's kind of, you know, automotive associated, but I don't really want to wear a vape product merchandise i mean that's just me but hey if it brings the team money good for them
0: agreed all right let's talk about the last race of the year
1: yes let's do that uh this is sebastian vettel's final f1 race and maybe ricardo now you never know uh yeah
0: but that's less exciting it is i just had to to point it out
1: no that's a good point i didn't even really think about that just like He's not going to do anything in this race. Like he'll probably... He's not going to have another Mexico. That was his best result. (laughs) That was it. Vettel, I think, you know, may or may not score points and do some impressive racing in that car.
0: Yeah. Fair.
1: Let's get to the times for Abu Dhabi. They're not the worst, but they're not great. So we've got... Practice one at 5 a.m. on Friday morning. Practice two is at 8 a.m., which maybe. Practice three is on Saturday morning at 5.30 a.m. Qualifying is at 9 a.m. on Saturday, which that's very doable. I can handle that. And then the race is at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. So that depends on how
0: my Saturday night goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously neither no. of us are morning people, but 8 a.m. is not really early it, it by is. any means. It so, is.
0: Yeah. It is early? Even though I don't sleep in that late, okay. I still don't like being up that early. Unless I'm at a racetrack. If I'm at a racetrack, you can wake me up whatever time you want. Fair. I mean, yeah. to
1: watch racing, I'm also okay waking up early. It's hard. Normally.
0: Maybe it's hard just because I'm so over the FIA BS from this year.
1: I'm excited. I mean, it's still racing. I'm glad that we have racing until mid-November because otherwise, the off-season for other types of racing would be it, even it, more boring. And we have Formula E like starting back up in January, so we don't have that much time. E, when does E-Scooter off start? Of like, uh, E start? Like and Extreme E? You
0: know, screw that. We are only going to focus on Extreme E next year. Not even Formula One. Like it's done.
1: They just released their
0: schedule I got the for email. next year. I didn't look at it. But,
1: I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's even harder to watch than, like, Formula E, which has insane gaps on the schedule. Because I think they, what, have six yeah. rounds or eight rounds? Like, months gap it makes no sense.
0: The idea is... Yeah, we'll, we'll rant about that another day. The point is, yes, I do appreciate the... I don't want to say the length of the F1 schedule, because it is a couple races too long. But it is entertaining you know at least we have some, some entertainment even if i'm just like being old man yelling at the clouds angry at most of the stuff that happens
1: yeah exactly so i'm happy to see racing and i mean i thought brazil was probably the most entertaining race of the second half of the season Easily. so far They've, that track produces Easily. some good racing yeah i wish the finale was there honestly yeah, the finale is going to be a snoozer probably and Brazil used to be the finale for a long time, and it was awesome. But let's, I guess, make some predictions for the final F1 race of
0: 2022. All right, you start. I got to remember who's in this damn race.
1: Oh, so I realized that your two picks were both in the top didn't we, 10. Didn't we
0: change it? Like last, last week, week, we just did pick two guys.
1: Yeah, 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 but I picked someone outside the top 10, so I like yeah. handicapped myself.
0: Snoozy Loozy, got to play the, the game. I didn't
1: mention that. Yeah, I mean, if we can pick people that are both in the top 10, then that's going to change my decision-making yeah, go for process. It. Okay, so let's see. Who do I want to pick that I think will be successful that's not really obvious? Like I think we have certain people at this point that are not off limits, but that are too obvious. Yeah, to pick. Who's going to do well at Abu Dhabi? I, I feel like I can't pick either Ferrari because they're just throwing it away. Uh, Lewis is almost too obvious, and Russell, too.
0: You've eliminated, like...
1: I don't want to go with Alonso again because I just you've eliminated did. eliminated, like, 50% of the top 10 finishers
0: for, for this weekend.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. I'm trying to be more exciting. And you picked Ocon last week. I don't know. I, I guess... I'm just going to go with, let's say Checo gets some some vengeance this week. All
0: right, I'm going to say Lando.
1: Okay, yeah. Maybe he'll be over his food poisoning by now. Go ahead. My other choice, I guess, is going to have to be, hmm. There's such a gap between, like, the haves and the have-nots this year. Yes, it's painful. I picked Checo. You know what? I'm picking Alonzo again. All right. I am going to take Carlos Signs. Okay. That was who I was considering. All right. So you had Lando and Carlos. Oh, my God. Cooper, you're being so bad today.
0: Well, I am so sorry. I just, <laughs> I just forgot what we were recording there. I'm gonna, gonna have to edit should, that. Should I just leave it in there, so everybody's waiting. like, everybody's like, wait, did, did it end? <laughs> They're gonna think it ended without your yeah. catchphrase. And I got distracted. I got distracted so gotta, by the dog. The dog came take in. It was It was standing <laughs> on my legs. Yeah, you know, let's just wrap it there. Everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Sports stars. They're like superheroes.
2: But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, they've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes.
0: Justin Fashionew.
2: We're writing episodes about all of them.
0: And sadly, many more.
2: Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.